All right, good morning. We're going to be reading from Psalms 145 this morning. Psalms 145. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, let's let's open up in prayer this morning. Um, yeah, dear Lord God, Father, we just thank you um, for this time, uh, this Wednesday morning, Lord, that we can come to you uh, early before our day starts, God, uh, middle of the week, Father. We just come to hear from you, Lord. I just pray, Father, we can quiet our hearts, Lord, and the Spirit would move in us as we receive your, uh, yeah, your wisdom, your word this morning, your truth. So, Father, we just give you thanks, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, it'll probably be a short message today, but yeah, as I was kind of um, meditating on the word yesterday and kind of uh, asking, I was asking the Lord, like, you know, what's the message for this morning? And I wasn't really getting anything. And then uh, I went out for a jog last night and I was like, hey, Lord, like, it's, om- it's like it's getting late. <laughs> what is the word? And... Uh, I realized as I was just like kind of reflecting and I was like, you know, looking for a download, I realized that I, I, he didn't really give me a response, but I felt like this morning that we should just give thanks to God and just spend time instead of like seeking for that next like prayer request or contending for that next big thing and just to find like, you know, solitude and peace and rest and assurance and just who God is and our assurance of the promises he's given us and praising him, not because like a prayer request came through, but just praising God for God being God. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I always remember this Psalm specifically because it kind of takes you through different sections. Um, in this first part where it says, uh, you know, verse two, every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. You know, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise is greatness no one can fathom. 
in this opening section, it's actually like David sort of talking to himself. It's not, he's, not, he's not proclaiming this to the Lord. I don't think he's really necessarily talking to anyone because he's, you know, he, he's writing all these poems and songs. I felt like it's, even in myself as I write it, I'm like, it's a reminder to ourselves of how we should be praising God just for these things, just because of his greatness, because he's worthy of it. And sometimes we probably face that battle, you know, on a day-to-day that we feel like, man, like God's not worthy of my praise today. Like, look at all like the crap I'm going through or all these things that, you know, we are, you know, praying for, contending for, haven't heard anything from. You know, I'm praying for God for a download of the message, doesn't give it to me. I'm like, how do you want me to praise you, right? But then that's sort of for us to realize why are we praising God in the first place? And when we come into his presence and we ask him, you know, to stay close to us and we seek him, like, why are we even doing that, right? And what's the, what's the agenda or what's on our minds? You know, here, like, David outlines a really kind of eternal perspective, right? Verse 4, one generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful work. So it's like soaking in what we learn through the word, soaking in what we've gone through with God as well. And then everything that comes out of our mouth in terms of praise and speaking of the Lord is then to encourage future generations. It's to build on the story of scripture because we're actually, you know, we're, we're writing those in-between pages before, you know, Jesus returns. And so like, and we, when we come into this time of, you know, reflecting with God, doing our QT every day, if we take a step back, a few steps back, we'll realize like there's so much God is doing, but sometimes we can just be in that simplicity of our relationship with the Lord. We don't have to necessarily be so caught up in really complicated things, although life is complicated and, you know, further down, we, we, we touch on that. But I, I just really appreciate these kind of first you know, seven verses, because it really sets the tone for where our hearts can be, you know, uh, attached to, how our hearts can align to God in this bigger picture, you know, image of, we just worship him for everything he's done before. We worship him, we praise him for him choosing us. And we realize that by just praising him and worshiping him and sharing about him, others come to meet, right? Verse six says, they tell of the power of your awesome works and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. You know, like if you guys were here last week, um, Yvain talked about the importance of, of worship, right? Is that how we come to this time where like our worship is everything to us and to the Lord? And so, you know, this is kind of very in line with our praise, our worship. It's much more beyond just sort of like singing great lyrics and, you know, coming together and, and, and just, you know, lifting up as one voice, but there's power in it. There's power in our simple praise to the Lord. There's the, the, the simplicity, why it's so amazing is because it's so pure. It's not tied to anything. It's not tied, like I said, to an outcome. It's not tied to, um, you know, a specific event, but it's just our ongoing relationship. It's like, how we love our parents or, you know, our spouses or our children or that best friend or, you know, it's this, it's just this natural thing. It's not because 
something was done. And I felt like this morning, you know, as you kind of reflect and go throughout your day, I know you have probably have a lot of things and you're, you're still waiting on God for a lot of things, but if you can find moments even this morning or throughout today to just soak in and, and realize, man, God is good and God loves each of us and we can praise him just for him being him. We should be praising God just for God being God. And we can always reflect back and remember on the things that he's done. And also we can still hold on to, to his promises and to the hope of the things he's yet to do. You know, verse eight says, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion in all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. You know, just remembering like the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. You know, we battle sometimes God and oftentimes in our misunderstanding or in our need to be more patient or having to actually endure more of those hurdles and trials. We're like, man, like the Lord isn't gracious at all. He's got like, would you be, would you have mercy on us? And, and things like that. We have that, you know, mindset at times when we approach God in a way or a bit, you know, whatever it is, fed up or unsure or anxious. But the Lord is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger and he's rich in love. You know, we can hold on to that knowing that God is always moving in a, in a state of grace and compassion, even though it may on the surface or what we're going through seem like the opposite. You know, the Lord is good to all. You know, all your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. There's a, you know, in this, sec- this second, uh, you know, part of, of the, of this song really starts to build upon, okay, well, like this is who God is too, right? At the beginning, it's like, let's just praise God for who he is. And then who is God, right? Lord is gracious. He's compassionate. He's good to all. These are the promises we have as God's children. Verse 13, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. You know, even as you're wrestling with certain things in your life and going through certain trials, you know, you can praise God today and remember just how trustworthy he is rather than that battle of wondering, is he really trustworthy or did he really mean what he said? Can we be faithful this morning? Can we be faithful this week knowing that even in the midst of all the turmoil and the ups and downs of the uncertainties, can we just come back to the truth of who God is? He didn't promise us eternity to then break all these promises along the way. Eternity doesn't exist unless the promises come true, right? Unless he's going to give us, you know, um, provision, unless he's going to come through on his word, unless he's going to give us a vision and wisdom and, you know, the ability to always stay close to him, we'll never reach eternity, right? Right? And so his love endures forever. It's an everlasting kingdom. And so the Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. I really felt this morning that 
today's not about an encouragement of like, be more like Christ and look how faithful God is. You should be faithful to. I feel that today God just really wants to be like, I'm, I'm here for you guys. And if you guys would come into my presence and remember just who I am, you'd see through a lot of your trials. You'd see me on the other end of, of you know, that, that huge mountain that's in your way. You'd see me in the, in the midst of, you know, the storm or the cloudiness or the murkiness. And I really felt he just asking us to come to him today to not hold things against him, um, to not put him on a clock, to not corner him in, but to remember that he's the Lord that, that promises, you know, us a new life. He promises us forever and he promises promises us the things that the world can never give. Verse 15 says, The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. Right? This goes on again, speaking more about the provision aspect. Right? You give them their food at the proper time. You open your, you open your hand to them. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. So it's like if you're struggling with that too, that you don't feel like you're given the food at the proper time, the provision hasn't been there, you've had to make some tough calls, you've had to force things and do things your own way. It's been a bit of like a, a struggle to see where God is in certain decisions and things. You know, it's like there's another time for you to, to go to the Lord with that because God's promises and provision often don't, come like don't come out so clear in that nitty gritty detail so today's all about perspective it's almost like climbing up the stair stairway to heaven and spending time with god up there getting out of like what we're dealing with down here and going to his perspective a bit today meeting him there and at you know asking him you know what i'm going to come to you this time i'm not going to ask you to come down to me Verse 17, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. I always find that that verse interesting. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And, and that's really key because, you know, of course we can go to God with all of our emotions, whatever we're feeling, whatever we're dealing with. There's nothing too big or too small. Um, but I always check my heart when I come to this verse because coming to God in truth, you know, we, we need to be really driven by the spirit to do that because we don't know what truth is. I mean, this truth is talking about God's truth. It's not just like the reality of our pain or the reality of our joy or the reality of, you know, what we're dealing with in, in the world, but it's <clears throat> the truth that we can only receive from the spirit. Right. And, and, you know, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. You know, I, I feel like if you call on the Lord moving with the spirit, he's near. He's so much closer than you, than you know. He's so much closer than we know. But often we draw on the Lord or seek the Lord or approach the Lord without the spirit. And then it kind of seems to fall on deaf ears. And we don't feel that intimacy and we don't understand why we're not getting a response and he feels distant. 
right? I think it's an encouragement for us to know that if we approach the Lord seeking his truth, the truth sometimes here as well is, you know, revelation to us in terms of when we draw on the spirit to show us the truth, a lot of it's inward, right? God will, the spirit reveals things in our hearts. There's a lot of truth in our hearts that we don't want to touch, we don't want to go to, we don't want to bring to the Lord. And it's easier to just be like, hey, Lord, bail me out, get me out of this thing, get me out of this mess. But often at times it's something going on in our own hearts that we need to pray about, that we need God's counsel, that we need the Lord to come into. And that's exactly what the Lord means when he's coming in to rescue us and to save us. You know, verse 19 says, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. When he says he fulfills the desires, I don't think it's like the desire to like watch game seven of like, you know, an NBA game where it's like, you know, there are those desires. But if you look at the verse before of moving with the spirit, I think the desires here that he's talking about, right? The desires of those who fear him really come into alignment of those desires that the spirit reveals in our hearts. You know, God is always trying to reveal truth to us. He's always, he's, he's always willing and able to give us revelation on a day-to-day. It's a matter of whether or not we're willing to receive it or we have a desire to. And so this desire he's speaking about in, in verse 19 is that exact desire, the desire to face the truth that the spirit is revealing to us. It's the desire to own up to the truth that the Spirit is, is showing us and revealing to us. It's the desire to ask the Lord to help us in dealing with these truths in our hearts and in our lives. Right? It, it follows on in that second verse. He hears their cry and saves them. You know, God understands that a lot of these things that get revealed are difficult. And at times, too, we struggle to even want the Lord to help us with it. We want to tackle these things on our own. We want to face these things, you know, our our own way. We want to, you know, we just don't even really want to go there. But this is the promise. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him and he hears their cry and saves them. We just have to be careful that the desires are the desires of his will, the desires of his truth, the desires of his provision. That those are the things we should be going to God with, not necessarily just the things we want, right? Something that I, I, I was, you know, that was a huge part of me accepting this role and coming on was I really battled wanting this job and wanting to come back to Singapore. And then also there was a part of me that said, but maybe I should just, you know, stay in Korea and serve in Korea and, and maybe that's the path. And I was really conflicted and I couldn't understand. It's like both would be serving you, Lord, both would be good. Both would be um, honoring you, I, I, I believe. But it's like, I don't know. And I was so torn. And it was like, I didn't know. It was really hard to pray about it as well because I thought that my flesh was leaning more towards wanting this, you know, wanting this role, wanting to come back because we never want to leave Singapore. And um, I had this one-off random uh, breakfast. I was on a, one of my last business meetings and I had this chat with uh, Pastor Ricky, who's the lead pastor in, in uh, Shanghai, SB Shanghai. And he said to me, he was like, did you ever wonder if uh, you desire the same thing that God desires? 
like that thing that's burning in your heart where you're feeling like, I really think this is it, but I'm not sure I really, but everything that in my body and my heart is, is, is yearning for this thing. But I had this fear that I was moving in the flesh. And I remember him just saying that, like, like where, 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 where are your desires stem from? Is it really stemming from your, your flesh? Or is it really something where you're aligned with God and now you're moving and he's revealing and he's showing you and he's, your desires are for the things he desires and your wants and your, in your vision and your path is for the things that he's laid out. Like, is that aligned? Is this the time of alignment for you now? He was asking me and encouraging me to pray about that. And I remember I was like, I never thought about that. I never thought about meditating on and reflecting on where do my desires stem from? Where do my desires come from? You know, and and yeah, I did have this fear of, of making the wrong move, but I remember on the plane ride back, uh, it's a really short flight from Shanghai to Seoul, but I remember that I was praying, I was like, hey, God, like this thing that's really eating me up, this decision where I know I can only make it if you're in it, you know, like, like I don't know. I asked the spirit, like, would you reveal to me what's my desire? Is my desire out of flesh? Or is my desire aligned with what you have in store for, for us and for my life or for this next step? And I remember the Lord speaking to me on that plane right here. He said, you desire what I desire. I remember I started weeping because I knew that this huge shift and change was going to come. I, I cried the whole trip, the whole flight. Good thing it was short. It's kind of awkward. Um, and yeah, when you know, and I read this and it says like he hears their cry and saves them. I was, I was weeping at that time. I know different contexts, but it's like when our desires are aligned, when our spirits are aligned with the Lord, it's like praising him, trusting him, you know, fully accepting that he is a compassionate God, a patient one, slow to anger, even though we're going through things, starts to become more real. It becomes more natural, it becomes like, oh yeah, of course that's how God is. Of course that's the God that I worship, that I follow, right? That I spread the good news about. You know, the Lord watches over all who love him, verse 20, but all the wicked he will destroy. And so finally in verse 21, it reads, my mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. How do we speak of God in our day-to-day? What comes out? Is it frustration? Is it confusion? Is it like what's coming out? You know, today I really feel God asking us to just, just to not forget him, to not forget everything he's done, everything we see around us. Even as we come together as community, there's so much that God is doing and we can just praise him for who he is. We can be thankful for who he is. We can ask to be more aligned with just who he is versus what we want, what we think we need, what our, you know, our, our laundry list of things that we need God to come through on to trust that he's well aware and that he's always come through. He's, he comes through for those who call on him in truth. Let us all try to dig deeper on knowing what that truth is in our hearts and in God's will.
let's pray and then let's go into a time of worship. Uh, dear Lord, Father, we just thank you, God, uh, for this morning again. And uh, yeah, Father, we just want to praise you and worship you this morning. It's, it's not for anything other than, uh, Lord, everything you, you, you are, everything you, for who you are, God. Uh, we're reminded through the scriptures today, uh, just as David was, was maybe reminding himself, Lord, that, you know, your, your promises reign true and you promise us eternity, Lord. And it's through the generations and generations before us, as well as those to come after us, God, that, you know, your story and your promises, it, they continue to, to reign true. That you've never, you know, let the ball drop, that you've never slipped up, that you've never got gone back on your word, Lord. And Father, I, I know that each of us have different things that we are dealing with, that we're contending for. And... Father, I just pray that each of us would come into your truth, Lord. Come into this truth that only the Spirit can reveal to us, knowing that God is well aware of all those things. That we praise Him and worship Him through the adversity. We praise and worship God through the mundane, through the quiet times, through the waiting times. Because God wants us to be close to him day in and day out, minute after minute. He doesn't want us coming to him, you know, just when we need something or just when a big, you know, event's happening. And so spend some time soaking this morning. Spend some time as we worship, just reflecting on how good God is. Just reflecting on the promises that he's given you, the promises he's come through on. And the promises that, you know, even that you're waiting for, that you praise him in the meantime. And so, Lord, we just thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for your continued love, your grace, your, your patience with us, Lord. And, uh, yeah, we just want to praise you and worship you this morning. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>